Welcome to Apologetics and the Gospel. My name is Pastor Jonathan White, and I am the lead pastor at Cross Point Family Church in Hurricane, West Virginia, as well as a practicing emergency medicine physician. Our question for today is carbon dating accurate? Well, what is carbon dating? As we start this discussion, it is important to understand what carbon dating actually is. Carbon dating was developed by American physicist Willard F. Libby in 1946. Carbon dating is also known as carbon-14 dating or radiocarbon dating. It is a method used to give an estimate on the age of a given organic material found in nature. Uh, leading scholars in carbon dating do not recommend trying to date objects that are considered by secular scientists older than 50,000 years because there should be no carbon-14 remaining in these objects. This understanding will prove important later in our discussion today. Carbon-14 is continually formed through the an interaction of neutrons in carbon-14 with nitrogen-14 uh, in Earth's atmosphere. And note that carbon is carbon-12 when it's stable and carbon-14 when radioactive. For those of you who forget or haven't studied electrons, protons, and neutrons, these are the parts of an atom, the smallest building block of life as we know it. And this carbon-14 gradually decays over time after an organism dies. Uh, the estimated half-life of carbon-14 is around 5,730 years. Because of this, things that are assumed to be 50,000 years or older have undergone almost 10 half-lives and should have little to no measurable carbon-14. Uh, things that are assumed, again by secular scientists, to be million, millions of years old should have virtually no carbon-14 whatsoever. So what is the worldview behind this dating? Uh, the idea of carbon dating takes an old Earth worldview, which is normally evolutionary in nature. It extrapolates what we can observe over a small amount of time and expands it from there. Scientists continue to use carbon dating to try to, quote, prove an old Earth. By assuming that the decay rate of carbon-14 today is occurring at the same rate as it was thousands of years ago, scientists have allowed their biased old Earth and evolutionary worldview to cloud their actual science. And we will, see, we will also see in a moment that there are many factors that can affect the decay rate of carbon-14. Frankly, secular scientists have done what they accuse creation scientists to do, only in reverse order. They have brought their atheistic evolutionary old Earth worldview and have started there as they extrapolate data that they find today. However, secular scientists do not have the authority of God's word behind them as they bring their presuppositions to their work. They only carry with them the authority of men and women who have been proven wrong time and time again as their multiple theories continue to contradict one another. They are not approaching science with a clear and objective mind as they may claim they are approaching it with a worldview set on denying the word of God and the existence of God himself in the most cases. You see, there are two types of science. Historical science and objective science. Historical science is based on subjective observations, opinion, and hypotheses. Now, this type of science is unprovable objectively. This includes things like the study of the age of the earth. One cannot go back in time and do an objective experiment and collect data all along the way. Assumptions must be made in order for one to come to a, a, a hypothesis, which is known as an educated guess or opinion. Where Whereas uh, objective science is based on reproducible 
evidence. This type of science includes the study of gravity or, or chemical reactions. This type of science is generally reproducible. If I would do it today, it would be the same as you would do it as well. So what type of science, understanding that, is carbon dating? Well, scientists would argue that carbon dating is objective and reproducible. Well, they're correct in one way. Many contemporary articles have shown radiocarbon dating to be fairly accurate within 40 years or so. When looking at objects with known historical dates, carbon-14 dating has been shown to be fairly accurate, dating back as late as 400 BC. Now notice that is not many thousands of years. And note, fairly accurate is there as well because there are some glaring outliers that continue to be more and more as we study this further. This is much different than what secular scientists often claim, but it is not as consistent as they would like. True objective science is reproducible time and time again, yet carbon dating has some significant shortfalls. Consider gravity, if you drop something, it, it lands at the same 9.8 meters per second squared no matter how many times you drop it in the same environment. Consider some of these shortfalls that carbon dating have as we move forward. Number one, radiocarbon was found in every single piece of, quote, ancient, end quote, carbon-tested study or tested uh, items per a study by Whitelaw. Uh, if the earth was as old as secular scientists believe, then there should be some organic material without any radioactive carbon at all. Multiple studies, either reviewed by or done by, performed by Dr. Andrew Snelling, have found, no, have found carbon in coal, limestone, and other rocks that are su not supposed to have any radiocarbon in them at all because they were supposedly formed millions of years ago. This finding actually lends more so to a young Earth worldview. Uh, next, radiocarbon is found in diamonds, which have been formed miles under the Earth's surface. How, do, how does radioactive carbon end up in a diamond inside of the Earth when it's only formed in the Earth's atmosphere? And, and why is it not degraded completely if it was formed millions of years ago? The Bible would explain that's because creation was only six to 10,000 years ago, and the radio and car carbon was infused at creation. Next, carbon dating assumes that the atmosphere has not changed at all. Uh, we actually know scientifically that the Earth's magnetic field was stronger in the past. This means that radiocarbon production rate was actually slower in the past, which means if we extrapolate today's carbon dating, it would provide one with highly inflated results, which is what we get when we do carbon dating. Another shortcoming that was found, Keith and Anderson radiocarbon dated a shell of a living freshwater mussel at over 2,000 years old. This was a living organism that was dated to over 2,000 years old. At multiple instances, such as Mount St. Helens, as well as other trees that have grown near volcanic areas, have been dated much older than they really were, due to carbon with very little carbon-14 that's come from the ground. And finally, multiple dinosaur bones, which are allegedly millions of years old, have dated 30 to 40,000 years old per carbon dating. These glaring issues only scratch the surface with concern for the accuracy of carbon dating. So does carbon dating prove an old earth? Absolutely not. The question is why aren't the problems with, with, with carbon dating, radioactive carbon dating, discussed? Well, sadly, many students in our schools and universities are not being taught any of the problems with carbon dating. They're actually taught as if it's proven and reliable science without any flaws or shortcomings. 
I was one of those students who was taught this way by some of my, of my professors in the past. It was not until I was older and started researching on my own that I saw that there were some flaws in their arguments. Their dating methods were not the proverbial, quote, nail in the coffin, end quote, for the young earth creationist view that they were touted to be. There is much more we could discuss today. There are countless examples of flaws in this and other dating methods out there. They all assume that the atmosphere of the earth has been consistent without change. And they also continue to recognize the existence of a worldwide flood, because if they recognize this flood, then their pseudoscience breaks down quickly. They continue to fail to recognize that existence of a worldwide flood. But we understand from a biblical worldview that the flood changed everything. In Genesis 6 and through 8, it describes, the Bible describes a worldwide flood covering the highest mountains of the earth. Water was released from the deep as well as all the water available in the atmosphere. Rain fell for 40 days and 40 nights and did not recede for around one full year. And this flood completely changed the earth extrapolating anything before this flood, which was around 4,400 years ago, according to the Bible, would be a guess at best and a lie at worst. Don't believe everything you hear. As a believer, as a Christian, we are to test everything that comes to us. As, as a Christian, we should test it by the Word of God. Proverbs 17:3 says, The crucible is for silver, and the furnace is for gold, and the Lord tests hearts. The Bible gives an example of testing precious metals and gems to purify and refine them. And the impurities are burned off when testing comes. Things such as carbon dating do not stand the test of the refining of the fire of examination. First and foremost, the Bible disagrees with the dating radiocarbon provides. That radiocarbon dating disagrees with the Bible needs to be authoritative in and of itself. None of us were there at creation and none of us were present for the flood, but God was, and his word is true. But even true scientists with integrity must admit the carbon dating is not an inerrant science. So why do a podcast on this topic? Well, frankly, dating methods have been used by atheists to challenge and test the faith of believers over the past decades. Scientists have used intellectual bullying techniques to make people fall in line with their pseudosciences. Yet, it is their dating methods that are what does not withstand the challenge of examination. And as always, the Word of God continues to prove true. There is much more that we could discuss on this subject. Uh, this presentation has been put together to strengthen the faith of believers and challenge the unbelief of others. And I pray that you found this presentation helpful. Again, please note that this short 10 to 15 minute presentation cannot exhaustively address most, most issues. My prayer is that it stimulates you to personally research further, and I am assured, assured that you will find the Word of God proven true time and time again. Feel free to email any ideas you would like to see addressed by emailing me at crosspointwv at gmail.com. There are slides prepared for each of these presentations, which can be accessed or accessed at our church website at crosspointfamily.church and select ATG. God bless, and have a blessed week.